The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E. A. Adibui, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. And we will continue with our series on for whom the heavens open. Uh, the text we have been reading, even though we are yet to go deep into it, had been Joshua chapter 5, from verse 13 to 15. Joshua 5. 13 to 15, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Are thou for us for all for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the hosts of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship, and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. We've said in the past few Sundays that when you were conducting a series, it will be a good idea once in a while just to go back a little bit for the sake of those who are just joining us in the series. And that if we repeat anything at all, it might be number one for those who are just joining us. And number two, it might be a very good repetition for those of us who had been there at the very beginning because we might have forgotten some things and uh, some things might have been overlooked. And one of the things we have been saying every Sunday now for a few Sunday back is that by the grace of God, you have survived coronavirus, and uh, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we will keep on surviving. Amen. But we had uh, mentioned again and again that don't stay at home now. Coronavirus is over for you, and you should be back to church. You see, it can be a terrible mistake not to be where you should be when your day comes. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3, if you read it from verse 1 to 11, Acts 3, from verse 1 to 11, there was a man who was even born lame. But every day, every day, he went to church. Oh, yes, we will say, but he was always at the gate, the beautiful gate of the temple. He didn't enter, yeah, but he was dutifully at the gate. 
So when his day came, it met him where he was supposed to be. When the Almighty God paid him a visit at his regular spot, he was able to move straight now into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Can you imagine what could have happened to that man if on that particular day he had said, I'm tired today. I'm not going today. I'm going to stay at home. He would have died a layman. You never can tell when the almighty God will pay you a visit. You can't tell when the heavens will open for you specifically. Get back to church. It's for your own good. And the almighty God will not let you miss your day of miracles in Jesus' name. Now, we have said that when heavens open, divine visitation is almost automatic. It is to be expected. We have said that it may be an angel that God will send to bring good news. We gave the example of John chapter 13 from verse 1 to 14, Judges 13, 1 to 14. When an angel came, to the wife of Manoah to announce the good news that a great son was going to be born to the family. We gave the example of Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 to 17. Luke 1, 5 to 17. When the high priest was busy in the church and the angel of the Lord visited him and told him he was going to have a son, a son that became known as the greatest of all the saints of the Old Testament. We have learned that occasionally God may come by himself. He may not send an angel, but he may come himself. And we give you the example in Genesis chapter 18 from verse 1 to 5. Genesis 18 from verse 1 to 5. And then we began to look at what happens when he comes personally. That, that's where we ended last Sunday. We said if God has to come personally, it means, number one, he has to get up, stand up. Because he is normally seated on his throne in heaven. Isaiah 66, verse 1. Isaiah 66, verse 1. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. That he could remain seated in the heavens and control everything that is happening here on earth. Because the earth is his footstool. But if he has to come... If the heavens open and God has to come himself, the first thing he does is he gets up from his throne. And we learned last time that when God arises, 
His enemies will scatter, according to Psalm 68, from verse 1 to 3. Psalm 68, from verse 1 to 3. And we said, because God has no enemies other than your enemies, as we found in Acts chapter 9, it means that when God arises, your enemies will be scattered. Now we want to continue from there. You see, when God arises, the earth trembles. According to Second Samuel chapter 22, from verse 7 to 10. Second Samuel 22, from verse 7 to 10. When God hears the cry of one of his servants, and he arises, the earth will tremble. This is to be understood. Because if the almighty God that we have learned about a little bit about his size. With those mighty legs, legs stretching all the way from heaven to earth, should stand up. The earth will know something is happening. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when God stands up like that, even the earth will begin to smoke. Mountains will begin to smoke. Psalm 144, verse 5. But even more interestingly than all this thing is what happens when he now begins to move. You see, when God is visiting, as his heavens open, he comes in the shape of a man. So he has to take steps like a man going from one place to the other. How do we know that? In Genesis chapter 18, if we read it from verse 1 to 22, Genesis 18 from verse 1 to 22, Abraham saw what looked to him as three men. But God was one of the three. And you will discover after the little incident in the tent of Abraham. And the three of, of them, the three men, got up and were beginning to go. It got to a stage where two of them continued on, on the journey to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the third one stayed with Abraham. And the third one that stayed with Abraham is the one that began to discuss with God, when God said, I don't think I want to hide from Abraham the things I'm about to do because he, I know the kind of person he is. He's going to train his children in the will of the Lord. Let me share my secret with him. My prayer for you today is that the heavens will open. Amen. God himself will pay you a visit. Amen. And he will begin to share his secrets with you. Amen. It was the third one among the three that Abraham was talking to, interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Having in mind particularly his relation that was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Because when God told Abraham, I'm going to these cities, I want to find out if they are as wicked as they say they are, so I can deal with them. Uh, Abraham quickly did a little bit of arithmetic. My relation is there. His wife is there. Uh, <laughs> he has uh, daughters. The daughters are boyfriends that they were going to marry. And the boys have parents, father and mother. Quickly did a little calculation and concluded that I have 10 people that are precious to me in that city. And they began to plead, God, if you get to that city and you can at, at the very, very worst find 10 people who are righteous, will you spare the city because of the 10? Abraham thought that there would be 10 people in the city. Unfortunately, there weren't 10. I pray that in the time of judgment, God will find more than 10 people in your town. Amen. Which is why you need to do something urgently concerning your cities and your villages that will make sure the light of the gospel is shining there. If judgment comes, God might spare your village, spare your town, if he can find at least 10 people saved, committed to the Almighty God. That's why I've always encouraged you, be the church in your village, be the church in your town, because you never can tell when the heavens will open and God may come down about to pass judgment. And so when the two got to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, it was only two of them now that met Lot in Genesis chapter 19 from verse 1 to 3. The third person, that's God himself, also came as a man. That's the point we're trying to make. Now when God comes and he begins to travel, then he distributes miracles along the way. He said he was going to Sodom and Gomorrah, but on the way, <laughs> he branched at the tent of Abraham and gave him his own miracles. Like I prayed before, maybe God will allow us to spend some time with what happened in the tent of Abraham. But you know that the Bible says in Psalm 97, verse 3, Psalm 97, verse 3, that when God is traveling, a fire goes before him. 
He has an advanced team. And that advanced team is made of fire. Which means if God were to get up today and is coming to pay you a visit, a fire will come before him, clearing the way of everything that is evil, preparing the way for the one whose name himself is the consuming fire. But as he's coming, he will be distributing miracles. For example, in Matthew chapter 8, from verse 1 to 3, Matthew 8 from verse 1 to 3, the Lord was passing by, and there was a man who was a leper who came, knelt before him, and said, ah, I recognize you if the others don't. I know you have the power to make me clean, even though I'm not sure you will be willing. But when the Almighty God said, I'm willing, and he touched him, instantly the man was clean. You know, I want to pray for someone that maybe it is not even you God was coming to see today. But as he's passing by, passing by your house, everything that they consider incurable in your family will be dealt with in Jesus' name. Amen. Because when the one who is passing by is the almighty God himself, according to Jeremiah 32, verse 27, Jeremiah 32, verse 27, the Bible made it clear that because he's the God of all flesh, there's nothing too hard for him to do. My prayer is that everything considered impossible in your life will be made possible today. And then something happened to the leper. He wasn't just cured. Suddenly his loneliness was over. Because a leper is not supposed to come into the congregation of the people. When God is passing by, if he can only just pass by your house today, all those who are lonely in the family will discover miraculously that their loneliness will be over. Amen. Meaning specifically for someone that this very day, all the years we have been waiting, where will, where, where will my partner come from? When will I cease to be lonely? The Almighty God will give you a surprise. Amen. And you know one thing about the Almighty God is this. That the moment he passes by your house, passes by your family, becomes your friend, the friendship will last. Because in John chapter 13 verse 1, John chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible makes it clear. In loving his own, he loves them to the end. But then let's take another example. He was passing by in Mark chapter 5, from verse 24 to 35. Mark 5, 24 to 35. He was passing by when the woman with the issue of blood grabbed his own, her own miracle. You know the story very well. 
And the implication of that story that might be very applicable to you is that if only God will just pass by your house today, you may suddenly discover that you will no longer put your money in bags with holes. Because the woman with issue of blood was spending, spending, spending without getting results. And I'm sure many of you, if you will sit down and take accounts, and you know how much money came into your hands at the beginning of the past year, from the beginning to the end, and you sit down and say, wait a minute, this much money came, and where are the things to show for the money? I decree today in the name that's above every other name, Everything that is draining your resources will come to an end today. Amen. That woman, because the Lord came by, the Lord wasn't coming to her house, was just passing by, that woman suddenly stopped depreciating because she was losing blood constantly getting weaker, getting poorer, getting less and less and less. If God passes by, depreciation ends. Because he's the one who said in John chapter 10, verse 10, John 10, verse 10, that he has come, that we may have life and have it more abundantly. It is possible that the reason you are listening to this sermon right now is that the Almighty God wants to pass by your house so that there be no more depreciation, so that from this moment onward, you will just keep on increasing on a daily basis. That woman that grabbed the miracle, when the Lord was passing by, the Lord wasn't coming to her house. The Lord was passing by suddenly discovered that for the rest of her life, there was no more secret sorrow. That woman was sad. But she couldn't even share her sorrow with the public. Because if you have the issue of blood, you are considered unclean. A lot of people have sorrows they can't share. Problems that they are hiding under beautiful clothes. It is possible you are one of them. It is possible this message is directly for you. I'm praying the name that's above every other name. Whatever may be your secret sorrows, we end today. Amen. I've shared with you the testimony of one of my daughters who came and said, Daddy, please pray for me. I said, yes, what about it? He said, no, you don't need to know. When the prayer will be answered, I will come and share the testimony. But how am I going to pray? He said, you are not the one who will solve the problem. Just cry and ask God to solve my problem. Oh, I pray for every one of you listening to me today. That problem so secret. 
that is causing you so much sorrow that you can't even share with your pastor. May the Almighty God solve the problem today. Amen. I pray the prayer. The Almighty God intervened. He came back and said, ah, thank God, now I can tell you the problem. She was a young lady, over 20 years old. I can't remember the exact number of years now. But she was still bedwetting. He said, I couldn't tell you. Never traveled with my colleagues whenever they are going to stay overnight because I know before the, the, the morning they will discover who I was. And now you prayed and the problem is over. In the name of the one who caused you to be listening to this particular message, every secret sorrows of your life will disappear today. Then we can take at least one more example of what happens when the Almighty God is passing by. In, in, in Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, Mark 10, 46 to 52, the Bible tells us that the Almighty God came to Jericho. And he was already leaving Jericho. He had finished his assignment in Jericho. Whatever it was he came to do in Jericho, he had finished. And he was passing by. And Bartimaeus heard. And Bartimaeus cried. And several things happened to Bartimaeus, many of which I'm claiming for you today. Number one, darkness loses the hold on Bartimaeus. Because the one who was passing by is the light of the world. John chapter 9 verse 5. John 9 5. He said, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And in John chapter 1 from verse 4 to 5, John 1, 4 to 5, the Bible said the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot overcome it. I pray that the heavens will open today that the Almighty God will pass by. Amen. Even if he's not coming to your house, I pray he will pass by your family. Amen. And that every force of darkness, no matter how many of them, will let you go in Jesus' name. And of course, you know the rest of the story. From that day onward, Bartimaeus never begged again. As a matter of fact, he had a change of garment. His garment of sorrow, his garment of sickness, his garment of loneliness, his garment of barrenness was removed. And he moved from the roadside to become the center of attraction. I am praying that when the heavens open today, the Almighty God will pass by your house it will change your darkness to light. Amen. Which is why I'm inviting those of you who are yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ because we will continue from here next Sunday. Light is passing by you today. That's why you are listening to this message. Take advantage of it. Run to the light of the world so he can give you salvation. So he can grab you and drag you out of the kingdom of darkness.
and bring you into the kingdom of light. Surrender your life to Jesus Christ today, and for the rest of your life, you won't have to deal with darkness anymore. So wherever you are, if you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, if you will go to where the altar is, or you just want to stand up in your home where you are seated, and just show the Almighty God you have decided to surrender to him, do so very quickly now and cry unto him for salvation. And I will pray for you. Ask him to have mercy on you. Ask him to save your soul. Promise him that from now on you will serve him. And he will begin to do marvelous things for you. Let us pray. And Father, my God, I want to thank you once again for your word. And I want to thank you for all those who have decided to surrender their lives to you now. Father, please receive them. Save their souls. Let your blood wash away their sins. Give them a brand new beginning. Receive them into the family of God. Surround them from now perpetually with your light. And let them serve you to the very end. And in all the homes of your children who have heard your word today, my Father and my God, please pay us a visit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.